just want to start off and say that I think that MMA and UFC fighters are insane. <laughs> yeah, a lot Do you people, concur? Yeah, a lot of people think that. With that statement. That, for sure. For sure. Are you crazy, though? Um, I, I'd say in uh, certain ways I'm definitely crazy. You know, it doesn't take, you know, it's not a normal person to just step in the cage and fight. You know what I mean? Right. So definitely, uh, definitely takes a little bit of craziness, but I, I, I wouldn't say I'm, like, over-the-top crazy. You know, I definitely have my senses in order. So. You have your senses in order? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> how do you – because I'm like, when I watch boxing, when I watch, you know, UFC fights or whatever, I'm like – and at the end, you know, they shake hands, some even hug. I'm like, it's no way that I can just get my ass kicked to, in that to that magnitude mm-hmm. and – want to hug you after the fight so how do you get to the point <laughs> where you're mature enough uh-huh. to get your ass kicked <laughs> and then want to hug and shake hands i know it's sportsmanship but yeah. come on well, I mean, well I mean, a lot of people think that mma and boxing is this like this these two guys going in there and just it's a bloodbath right but yeah. a lot of people forget that mma and boxing is a technical sport yeah you know we we fighters we we train all day every day mm-hmm. so you know, we're, we're training really hard. So when we go in there, it's a competition, you know. Obviously, right. sometimes there's bad blood. You know, you guys sell the fight. You're talking mess, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's a competition, and you're working hard for it. So it's just like any other sport, a football game, a basketball game, a soccer game. You win some, you lose some, right? Right. And there's been plenty of times. I know you played football and mm-hmm. sports growing up. Yeah, it really sucks to lose. But at the end of the day, what do you do? You always walk by the team. You know, you shake their hands, right, right. before the game, after the game. Um, I, yeah, I, I would see it's a little different with fighting. Cause a little punching, bit, you know. Guys punching, <laughs> you, guys punching you in the face. But, at the, you know, even when you're a kid, man, I, I remember growing up in, in the backyard, you're playing sports, messing around with your friend, you mm-hmm. start pushing and shoving, and you know, kind of duke it out a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, honestly, it makes you cooler. You know, For just, sure. You know, that's how guys are sometimes. You're just, you know, you, yeah, it takes, you know, a little bit of respect, right? You know, yeah. You get your butt whooped or, you, whoop, you know, whoop someone's butt, you know. You, you give and earn some respect in that little exchange. Right. So where did the – um, when did you start? Because were you fighting in high school? Yeah, I was. Okay. Um, I, I, well, I wasn't competing. Yeah, because I know you were like on a wrestling team or anything, yeah, right? Yeah, no, yeah. No, I wasn't. I was playing mm-hmm. soccer and football in high school. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I, I stopped competing in high school just because I started playing high school soccer. Gotcha. And my soccer team was really good. We were traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was playing football, you know, um, the first my freshman year and stuff like that. But. Um, I always, always, when the days I didn't have soccer practice, the days I didn't have football practice, I would go to the gym I've been at for the past 10 years. Gotcha. So, you know, if I could make it three times a week, I would go three times a week, and I would go do jiu-jitsu, I'd do kickboxing. So, I've been, I mean, like I said, even throughout high school, I wasn't competing in high school, but I was still training. Right. Three times a week, I was going to the, you know, the gym, taking jiu-jitsu classes, kickboxing classes. And, and before that, you know, I've, I've been training, I started Taekwondo when I was four years old. Yeah. And, and I was competing you know, four so that was something your parents put you in. Yeah, my parents put me in, and uh, when I was younger, around four years old. At first, I, I mean, they just did it for you know, for fun. Yeah, you know, just to put you in something. Just put you me know, in something yeah. being active. But I really excelled in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was really good. I I wouldn't say I matured faster than a lot of the other kids because you know some kids are bigger than others. I was never bigger. I was, I don't know. I was just more, I guess, just like focused than a lot of other kids. Right. My dad always told me, hey, when you're in class, you make eye contact with your professors, your coaches, and you and you, you don't talk to other kids. You're mm-hmm. just talking. And I just really just like that was one thing that just stuck with me. Right. So I was just like very disciplined in class. And I feel like that just made me kind of progress faster than other kids. I was ready to just focus. And like I said, I competed, started competing in Taekwondo. When I was like six, seven years old, I started doing tournaments. Really? Uh, yeah. And I, and I did tournaments all the way until I was like 12, 13 years old. I went to nationals, Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. went to the Junior Olympics, 
you know, so I was traveling. Oh, you're a big deal. Yeah, I was traveling a lot. I mean, I wasn't like, I wouldn't say I was a huge deal, but I definitely did a lot. Yeah. Of I competed a lot, man. I remember when I went to Junior Olympic, I had like 12, 13 fights. Man. And, um, you know, I won all of them. It was like one of the best feelings ever. There was a recording. I remember there was, there was a, a video my, my parents have. I, I won my, it was the last fight for gold. It was like my 13th fight. I've, there's like 30 kids in my bracket. And I'm fighting, you know, it's me against the other guy that's been really good as a little kid. I yeah. I him, blonde kid, Mohawk. And um, I beat him. I remember I'm walking around, taking my helmet off. I'm like so like delirious. I run <laughs> to the referee. I'm like, oh my gosh, did I just win. <laughs> yeah. But you know, so I've been competing for a long time. You know, I took a little break in high school when I was playing college soccer. But I always, like I said, I always kept up with it. And yeah. The gym. How many times do you have to use like restraint? Because I'm like, you know, you are you're fit, but you're not like overly big or like mm. you know tall. So people might think they can test you. Yeah. So how many times have you ran into a situation where you like? And you're, you know, in your head, you're like, dude, I can literally, like, <laughs> one movement and I can shut your, what Kevin Hart say, one button, I can shut your whole body down, <laughs> exactly. okay? Like, how, how how do you practice restraint? Have you been in situations where you had to be like, look, I'm not going to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, know. more so in high school. Or have you? Yeah. Not show restraint. And you was like, oh. oh. I mean, in no, high, yeah. there was definitely times in high school I did show restraint where, um, yeah. you know, it came down to, I was like, hey, let's get it. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was about it, you know, when you're a little reckless when you're younger. And right. You know, you know my group of friends. We were kind of crazy, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so, you know, people definitely would test me. I remember a few times Katie Mills' mom, man. You, you know, you had your little pack walking around. Yeah. They had their pack walking around, and and you know, I was walking around. I was smaller than my friends. Yeah. People always wanted to fight me, and I was, oh, you want to fight him? All right, bet go fight him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but nowadays, obviously, nowadays, uh, I definitely show restraint because, you know, obviously, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't. Yeah, more to, to lose. I have more to lose. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's like, an, uh, you know, it wasn't an ego thing back then. It was just I was young and ready to go. Like, now it's just like there's no point, I mean, hurting right. someone for no reason. Do you so, see that more people want to do it just because they know what you do? Uh, Well, typically people don't know. You know, I, okay. a lot of people don't know. Like, I don't go around telling people yeah. I'm a fighter. Even my friends, when they introduce me, oh, yeah, because I'm a fighter. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chill, chill, chill. Yeah. Sometimes I like to talk about it, obviously. It feels yeah. good to talk about yourself and mm-hmm. what you got going on. But I try to, you know, refrain from like bragging about that and mm-hmm. talking about it. And so if you go out, um, there's definitely I've been I've been out with some friends. There's been altercations, and I've had to shut some things down. But I always try to use restraint. I always try to be the middleman. Hey, calm down, calm down, relax, relax. Yeah. And but things have to get where they got to go. Then you know, then if things get even taken care of, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. have, it doesn't happen often. As we get older, you know, usually people are more mature. Obviously, alcohol alcohol gets involved. Right. People act a little dumb. I mean, as long as you, you know, I feel like a lot of times you can settle a situation. If you want to settle a situation, right? If you don't want to settle a situation, then then you won't settle it. But if you're good with your words and you you know you know know where you're at at all times, then it's a lot easier to calm things down. Right. So you played soccer and football. So I would imagine that the training for what you do now is like not yeah totally different than the training for those two sports. Can you take us inside your training? Like, what do you go through? Like your schedule? Like when you wake up, what do you eat? And take us through the actual workout that you actually you just came back from training, yeah, right? I did. I so what came. did you do today? Uh, today was a more of a light day because I knew I was coming here. Okay. Uh, Monday was actually one of my lighter days. Because okay. I, you know, you know, I had to have off day. I train hard Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. So Monday was in my lighter day. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I did just come from uh, kickboxing class and jujitsu. Um, like I said, it was a very light day. Didn't didn't go too hard. Okay. But like a typical like really hard day. Like Tuesday tomorrow is gonna be a really good day. One of mm-hmm. my favorite days. The hardest day. I mean, I wake up usually, you know, uh, in the morning. I make myself eggs or oatmeal, mm-hmm. one of those two. Obviously, drink some water, and then I head to the gym. I usually pull up the gym around ten thirty, okay, forty five, and class starts at eleven. That's no gi. 
Mm-hmm. So that's like jujitsu, but you know, traditional jujitsu, you wear a gi, you know, a kimono, mm-hmm. and it's like you know, you see like like kind of like a karate uniform, right? Um, but with no gi, you just wear like um, Under Armour stuff. So, okay. Um, I have, and it's more MMA related as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I train for a uh, no gi for an hour. We do some drills. We learn like a move or something. Then we go live. So the last thirty minutes, you you pick a partner. You literally dap them up, slap hands, bump fists, six minute round. You just go, and you, you look for submissions. You know, and the six minutes feel like an feels like an hour, doesn't oh, it? Oh uh, man, it's a long time. I mean, yeah. honestly, I'm used to, I, I do like I do six minute rounds all the time. Yeah. So, you know, I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, for guys that just come in, or guys that if you don't train for a long time and you come back, right, those six minutes feel like forever. Especially if you're going to get someone that's you know a little better than you, that they're putting the pressure on you. Yeah. But you know, so you go, you get a submission. You know, obviously it's very controlled. You know, that's why you have the tap for you. Usually, mm-hmm. don't get too hurt if you know what you're doing. And you stand, you still got three minutes left, well, then you keep going. And then you have about 30 second break. You find a new, you walk around, make icon, hey man, you want to roll? Boom, on to the next person. So that's like a typical, you know, uh, jiu jitsu class. And after that, I got about 10 minute break. I go to MMA training. MMA training kind of varies on, on, on what we want to work on. But pretty much it's like jiu jitsu MMA training mm-hmm. um, where we start in a certain position and it, we, we go live. So we still, we're still rolling. In jiu jitsu, there's no punching, but MMA practice. Pretty much we do the same thing, but without a punch. Yeah. You know, so sometimes we'll, like, hey guys, we're gonna start against the cage. So I'm trying to take you down. I'm trying to stay up. Or then vice versa, then we switch. Now you're trying to take me down. I'm trying to stay up. And if you get to the ground, you keep going. You try to stand back up. You know, you start from certain positions, or we'll spar. You know, like where you know, you know, coach has the, has the timer. You're in the cage. He says go. Yeah. Just go at it. You know, three minutes. Obviously, some days are harder than others. Mm-hmm. Some days we have controlled sparring. Other days we have, hey, it's gonna be hard sparring day. Let's. Duke it out. You know, my coach is yelling at me, hey, you know, <laughs> go, go get him. Like, yeah. what, you know, like, cussing at me, telling me to, telling me to go. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so that's another, that's a, that's, that's a, after ju- ju- jujitsu, no gi, MMA. And after that, usually we'll do some strength and conditioning. Or, yeah, we usually do some strength conditioning after that. Or we'll stretch. And then that takes about 45 minutes. So that's been about two and a half hours already, almost three. And then Dang. usually on Tuesdays, we hop into the ice bath. Oh, that was a perfect segue to, to my next question. Mm-hmm. Since you're, there's so much wear and tear on your body, what is your process to take, you know, keep your body, you know, ready to go? Ready to go and healthy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I said, ice baths help a lot, man. A lot of people are scared of the ice bath or, you know, I went to. I hate ice baths. Yeah, man, they, they aren't <laughs> fun. I'm not going to lie, they aren't fun. Yeah. But when you dip your whole body in, I feel like it's a little easier. Like if I just put ice just on my foot or just on my mm-hmm. certain area, it like it's killer for me. But when I do the ice bath after a Tuesday training session, like a harder session, um, I hop in. We have this big old tub, man. It's you can literally fit a whole person in there, neck deep. We put like 200 pounds of ice in there, 300 pounds of ice. Dang, and it's crazy. It's crazy, and we submerge in there, and within like a minute, you go numb. And it's I mean you all it's it's cold the whole time. Yeah. But when it's isolated on your foot, for me at least, that's worse. Yeah. So, but yeah, so stuff like that, and then I try to get a massage at least once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like a um, like a sports specific massage, working on my hips and my hamstrings, that helps a lot. Um, I've done cryo before. I, I like cryo. Cryo is good. I don't um, definitely don't put anything against cryo, but I like the ice bath a little bit more just because. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just I just do. Um, so just you know massages, a lot of stretching, and we I do have rehab days to where like you know I'll go to the gym, I'll get a good sweat, but it's more stretching movements, like not yeah. just stagnant stretching, more. Um, Movement stretches and stuff like that. Gotcha. Using the bands, keeping my shoulders loose. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, after my third year, actually, I just came to the realization. I had this realization earlier, but I just really clicked with me. that I was like, you know what? 
this is not for me and I want to, you know, use my talents or what I know that I can do, such as podcasting or, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. That's what I want to do with my life. So when did you have that aha moment where you was like, this is what I want to do? Yeah, man, uh, um, that's, that's a good question. And I have this, that moment, like a hundred percent in my head. Yeah. Um, so I was playing college soccer, UT Tyler. I was playing and uh, my second year, um, when I was playing, I, 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 uh, some things went down with the coach, me and him didn't see eye to eye. So I quit playing there. Mm-hmm. So going into the spring semester of soccer, I decided, you know what, there's no point in me being in the school no more. I'm going to transfer back to U of H. So I came back to U of H. I'm going to school there. Um, my junior in my junior year. And, um, like I said, I, I actually started playing for the U of H soccer team and, um, it's just a club, but we play against like other schools that have clubs like A&M. Yeah, uh, UT, other big schools. So I was playing for them, and um, it was a lot of fun. But even like I said, I was playing for them going to school. Mm-hmm. I still was training at the gym. I came back. And I was training kickboxing yeah. just for fun, you know. Well, I mean, not, not even for fun because that's why I loved it. I grew up doing that. Right. And I was doing that in school. I'll never forget one of one, one of these. I went. Oh, I went to a tournament, uh, a Sanda tournament. I did really well. Did really, really good. And I'll never forget. My coach calls me in one day. Hey, man. Um, you ever thought about going pro? And I was hmm. like. Uh, I never really thought about it. You know, I always thought that, you know, the typical go to school, get your degree, you work. That's what I th- kind of thought I had to do. I always knew I was, you know, pretty athletic. I could play sports. I was always pretty good. But I never thought about really going pro. In my head growing up, you always think, like, oh, it's so hard to go pro. No one ever goes pro, blah, blah, blah. So that kind of was in my head. Yeah. I just didn't realize. I thought I had to go to school. I had to get my degree, and that's what I had to do. So when my coach told me that one, he said, hey, man, you're really good. I, like, I see one of my best students. I see a very bright future if you want to to pursue this, I was like, I took a step back. I was like, I never thought about that. I was like, what? <laughs> so the next day or two, I won't forget, I'll never forget, I literally got on my laptop and I literally wrote a paper. Uh, pretty wow. much a paper like a pros and cons mm-hmm. um, of pros for leaving school, uh, cons for leaving you know school, pros for pursuing a professional career, cons for leaving prof- uh, you know professional career, blah, 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 blah. And it was like a two-page um, paper I went through it like over and over again, like two days, rough draft, you know, and like legitly wrote a like legit paper like from hi- in high school. <laughs> and I emailed my dad and I asked him, Man. "Hey, like, do you do, would you support me mm-hmm. if I per- per- pursued this if I if I stopped going to school?" And my dad emailed me back. He's like, "I've been waiting for you to say something like this, like, you know, all your adult life." I want you to stop right there because that is like a crazy thing that your dad said that because usually parents are like. Uh, one, usually when you say you have a passion for something, you say like, okay, but you know, that doesn't pay the bills. You know, they have that speech mm-hmm, with you. Mm-hmm. But even if they do believe somewhat in what you want to do, they're still like, you need to have a plan B. So for your dad to be like, I've been waiting for you to yeah. say this yeah. is one, a blessing. And Absolutely. two, it is just crazy. Like yeah, I mean, you I'm, never, I'm, you never hear that. I'm, I'm super blessed, bro. And he was, he's been, and ever since that, with that pit, since that day, He's been in a 100 with me side by wow. side. Wow. Did your dad fight at all? No, so he played professional soccer. So he's oh, an athlete. Okay. You know, my whole, my whole family is pretty athletic. My sister played Division One soccer. Mm-hmm. My brother's a state champion wrestler. He's only in 13, but they have, like, class. Oh, he's, 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 he's a, a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. He was a killer. Yeah. And my other sister, you know, she's a freshman, the 18 volleyball team. She's, like, literally, me and my family yeah. always get together. We just go and, like, work out together. So we're very That's athletic cool. minded. That's so cool. And, and like you said, you know, how, how – you know, most parents are like, oh, you need to have a plan B. And my dad is like, you don't have a plan B. Right. This is your only plan. 
That's what I always tell if people. You if you don't have, if you don't, if this isn't your only option, then it's not going to work. You exactly. Need to live, breathe, exactly. Sleep. Plan yes. Bs do not yeah. work. Because that work. means somewhere in your mind, mm-hmm. you're like, this might not work out. Exactly. You can't think you like can't that. You can't think like that. And, that's, nope. and I, I'm, he's like, he's like the, you know, little, my little guy on the side is always giving me good advice. Right. Like any, any dad would do. But he's not only is he, he's my dad, he's like a, he's, he's my coach and he's like a best friend. We've always been super close. So that's a I, blessing, I, bro. I'm super blessed to have him on my side. And, yeah, and work with me the way he does, and give me good advice. And like, if I if I if I skip, you know, some days he really does make me upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's always there, right? But uh, you know, like if I miss a day of practice, or let's say I I go out, you know, maybe too many times. In a yeah, because I, I usually don't I don't go out too too much, but you know, I, I do like to go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. And let's say I have a big training, and, and you know, he'll 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 be on my ass. He'll be like, hey boy, like look, you want this or not? Exactly. Other guys out there, they don't have you know, they don't get to have the parties, you know, yeah. those cars, you know, go out in midtown and your friends and get sections and bottles like you do. <laughs> right. And you keep your keep, keep your mind right. So it's yep. good to have them on my side like that. So after your dad emails you back, then what? So he emailed me back. Is it right there? Are you like no, okay. so like yeah, okay. I mean, he was super happy, like I said, right? Mm-hmm. And he pretty much said, All right, let's do this, but go to school for one more semester mm-hmm. and in that semester, um, train pretty much every damn day. You're right. Don't go out. Prove to me you can go a whole like semester of school without partying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and prove to me this is what you want because you're not gonna be training hard and partying every weekend. Right. Because I was kind of like a party boy, I guess you could say. I was going out all the time. My friends are always going out. We're having a good time. Yeah. You know, and that was one of my biggest things. He's like, so prove to me this is what you want to do for that whole semester, man. I don't think I went, I went out hardly. Hardly went out. And if I did go, I was very chill. Didn't drink. Proved to him that this is what I wanted to do. Tra- I trained every day. Didn't skip any practices. And then the following semester was all right. Let's 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 get the ball rolling. Right. I train, and then you know I think I trained one more semester. I wasn't in school, but I mm-hmm. trained another like you know three four months, and then I had my first MMA fight. And you know ever since then the ball's been rolling, and haven't looked back ever since. It's been it's been about two years now that we've been getting getting this thing going. Two years. Yep. So how was the first fight? How was that? First fight was good, man. My first fight, so my first fight was good. I was super nervous, right? <laughs> super, super nervous. Um, I actually had a draw in my first fight, so it didn't. Oh, win. okay. It, it didn't. It didn't win. Didn't lose. Had a draw. Um, I didn't fight my game at all. I, f- I, I still remember my first fight. I stepped in there and I didn't fight to win. Mm-hmm. I fought not to lose. Right. And I literally was just super defensive, like, okay, I'm just not gonna let him touch me. You know, I, I would mm-hmm. just jab him and touch him a little bit, pop, You know, yeah. just kind of stay on the outside. And I should have been, you know, I should have been more aggressive moving forward. You was a little Mayweather that you fight. Know, right, Mayweather <laughs> that fight. And because yeah. I did that and, and, you know, he really – and honestly, I had a minus point. If I didn't get that minus point, I would have – I held, held onto the cage and the ref didn't even give me a warning really. And, uh, you know, it took a point away and that was a huge factor in, in the draw. But like yeah. I said, it was a good fight. The guy was good. You know, it was my first fight, his first fight. Um, and he's a cool dude. We talked after before. I've seen him a few times around around the circuit. But it, it was a draw, and, and then after that, I was all right. You know, like no more BS. Let's let's get to it. And I went on a five-fight win streak. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was after that. You know, like I said, after that first fight, I think I took like another mo- two months, trained hard, and got in there and just started fighting back to back to back to back. Gotcha. Um, actually, when we were on the cruise, mm-hmm. uh, in two months ago, well, yep. a month ago, yep. um, I was reading this book by Howard Stern. And it was a book full of interviews. And so when I wasn't out, like, with you guys or whatever, I was in somewhere reading that book. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was reading it was because, for me, it was, like, study material so I can get better at 
interviewing because mm-hmm. he's obviously one of the best interviewers yeah. in the, you know history. So yeah, yeah. I was studying. So when it comes to you studying, do you have a person that you study or do you just study everything? Like, are you just, you know, like Kobe Bryant, for instance, he's like obsessive. He just doesn't study like Michael Jordan. He studies like people you wouldn't even know of and mm-hmm. takes things from their, you know, their game and applies applies it to his own. So when it comes to studying your craft, who do you study or what do you study? Um, Like you said, with Kobe, he, you know, he mm-hmm. doesn't just study, study Michael. He studies every, everything. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I, I love mixed martial arts. I love all sorts of martial arts. I love ju- watching jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I love watching MMA. I love watching boxing, kickboxing, even like these new karate combat yeah. um, things that are coming out. So, you know, on YouTube, I'll, I'll watch old fights all the time. You know, GSP is one of my favorite fighters. I try to, I inspire to kind of like fight like him. He's kind of like my uh, number one. Yeah. Um, so when, when you say study, I definitely, um, I watch a lot of old fights, um, watch a lot of like their movement, a lot of drills. There's a lot of nowadays, you know, with YouTube and all Instagram tutorials and all that stuff, there's a bunch of high level coaches that I follow on Instagram and I follow, you know, their, their classes, their mm-hmm. training, and I take bits and pieces of everything. You know, like my Instagram, if you ever scroll through my Instagram feed, man, it's just a bunch of MMA fighters, jujitsu competitions, boxing fighters, boxing competitions, highlights yeah. and stuff like that. So that's, I would say that's one form of studying. But um, when I, when, you know, quote unquote study, study is, is pretty much just me watching old film or watching like Farah Sahabi, who was a high, high level coach or um, Dwayne Ludwig, who's another high, high level coach, you know, watching their videos, their clips on what they're training their fighters and kind of right. trying to implement their footwork, their drills into my own training. Gotcha. So you were on uh, kind of a winning streak before the last fight, right? Yeah, yeah I was. Mm-hmm. How many did you win? So uh, I was on a five-fight win streak. Five-fight five win streak. Five so you were streak. going. Going, baby. Okay. So <laughs> what happened this last fight? Uh, last fight. That man, went wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was quick, man. It mm-hmm. was it was, uh, it was a heartbreak for me. Like I said, I was on a five-fight win streak. I, was, I felt on top of the world, man. I felt mm-hmm. really, really good. Um Everything was feeling good. My mind was right. Everything was – I felt great. But I think I went into that fight um, a little too cocky, right. as you can say. Um, I felt like – honestly, I, I remember in the background, I, I didn't even – I wasn't even worried. I was, wow, I was just like, like, I know. I like, know this is my fight. I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. I just knew I was going to win, right? And I went in there, and the dude came out, and he came out quick. He came out hot and just put a lot of pressure and caught me with a, a big – you know, he was a wrestler, so I was expecting a shot. Yeah. And I think they knew, you know, I think they, they knew I was expecting that. He mm-hmm. came out real, real heavy and kind of faked me and just threw a, threw a punch and caught my ass, bro. Dang. Caught me and, and dropped me, and, and I was in the, with the blink of an eye. I was like, what the fuck? You know, it's over. <laughs> what? Ah, man. But um, honestly, I, I'm, I'm I'm super glad it happened mm-hmm. because um, it definitely put things into perspective for me. Yeah. And made me realize, like, you know, I need to keep my hands up for one thing because a lot of times I'm, I, I do drop my hands a lot because I'm, I'm very, I, I fight on the outside. Yeah. So I can, like, kind of put my hands down and pick you off and play with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a bad habit. I definitely need to keep my hands up. And it's also just like, you know, you, you never, it doesn't matter who you're fighting, man. You know, I mean, you got to go in there with that, that freaking eye of the tiger going to kill. There's no, like, assassin's okay, mentality. Assassin's mentality, mm-hmm. man. You can't go in there, like, okay, you, you know, you know, you're better than this guy. You know, you're more technical, you know, whatever, whatever. Not, not, dude. And you can get, you know, not saying the guy with the fight wasn't technical because he was, he was very strong, very, yeah. um, you know, good wrestler. But, you know, you got to go in there with, with, you know, just 
fighting down ready to go that if you're going to war you know mm-hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter who you're fighting you know it's gonna it's you you, you got to think that the guy in front of you is the best guy in the world and you have to go, go get through him for sure and that's my that's my the thing that i definitely took off i took from that fight and um definitely <laughs> learned a lot from that fight you know I, what i also learned is is how strong i am mentally man because i remember before that fight i've had plenty of people you know even a few coaches of mine saying that hey you'll really know you want to be a fighter mm-hmm. the day you get your ass knocked out <laughs> And what you want to do afterwards, because I've had a few of my coaches tell me that they've had a few fighters growing, you know, growing up. They've had fighters get knocked out or get hurt really badly, and they never train again, or they just train, they don't compete. Yeah. Very next day when I woke up, and I was heartbroken, obviously. First loss, bad loss, too, in front of a lot of my friends and family. I was like, I didn't even think twice that I was done fighting. I was like, all right, well, you know, take a little break, take a week off, hang out, relax, chill, and get back to the gym, be ready for the next one. Right. So that's when I that's when I that's when I knew I was like, bro, this is what you want. This is this is this is it's not just a little fad. It's not just something, you know. You you, you kind of like want a short term goal. No, I really want to take this as far as I can. Mm-hmm. And like I said, good thing that um, I'm still an amateur. I'm not a pro yet. Um, you know, maybe w- one more amateur fight then I plan on going pro. So good thing that I, I took this L now. Yeah. You know, got that knock now because you know moving forward doesn't when you go pro doesn't all that previous. Right. It's just a learning experience. When you go pro, everything's brand new. So I'm glad I am glad I lost then, and I'm glad I know how to lose, uh, how, I, how, how I took that L and how I, you know, recovered from it and how I trained afterwards and how I've been moving forward ever since. Right. Um, so you have a, another fight coming up mm-hmm. pretty soon, August 23rd. 23rd. Mm-hmm. So what is the mindset going in to this fight? Like, what do you keep telling yourself over and over again and all that? Like, what what – Where's your mind at this fight? And my, my mind, man, is it's 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 focused, man. It's a laser beam. If yep. I had to compare it to anything, it's a laser beam. I don't mm-hmm. honestly I haven't really been, I haven't thought about anything. I haven't thought about <laughs> nothing else but trading. Every day I wake up, I, I it's weird. Like usually I wake up, I th- you know you have a million thoughts in your head. You have this, you have that, you have this, you have that. You know, you know whatever, whatever. Dude, I wake up, I'm just all right. Go Let's to tra- go. Just <laughs> time to go training. Time to work hard. Right. After I train, I go to, you know, do some work. I, uh, you know, do some personal trainings. All right, back to training. Oh, man, I'm hungry. Get some food. I make sure I eat good because, you know, I got to make sure I eat good. My weight cut's coming up. Like, everything I, in my head is just laser being focused. Laser. Getting ready for this fight. Getting ready to, you know, do some damage. So this is your last amateur fight. Um, that's what me, I've been. Uh, that's the plan. That's the plan. Okay. You know, um, definitely no more than two. <laughs> okay. So, but, uh, you know, the plan, obviously, I want to win this fight, um, get this belt. 145 for Fury um, Amateur Championship, by the way, get this belt and talk to my team. And, you know, I think it's about it's about ready to go pro, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, I've had a lot of fights. I've had a lot of experience. I've definitely gained a lot of knowledge, gained a lot of a lot of everything pretty much. And it's about that time. So after this fight, sit down with my team, my management team, my coaches, my pops, and uh, just get a plan together to start moving forward. Right. Um. Uh. Who are your mentors? Do you have any mentors that's like higher up in your profession that came down and gave you like some oh, advice? Absolutely. For instance, I have um, this guy named Torrey. He's a journalist. He's been like real open, you know, available to me. He's been on the podcast and everything, so I consider him kind of a mentor. Mm-hmm. So, who are your mentors? Um, well, number one, obviously, is my dad. Uh, right. Like I said, he played professional soccer. So, and well, what I love about my dad, man. He's I swear he's he's so smart, like mentally and with just knowing what I what I need to hear, mm-hmm. you know, maybe because he just knows me, but his words of wisdom are just, he's, he, he always says the right thing to me, you know. Right. 
So and, and like I said, he's been a professional before, so he's been there. He knows what it takes. Mm-hmm. You know, he him, he always told me how how hard he worked to be a professional soccer player. He said, and especially you know when he went to play in Europe and stuff overseas, like with his club team, like those those cats, they don't play. It's all day, everyday soccer. And he's like, if you don't if you don't live, breathe that, it's not gonna work. So he, him giving me that is, and also he's my dad. Like he's one of my number one fans, my number one. Uh, person I look up to right but besides that um my professor Alex is his name mm-hmm. my professor um Chris Mango um those guys are world-class uh jiu-jitsu practitioners and um my pr- uh, coach professor Alex is black belt in jiu-jitsu as well as a former MMA uh, fighter and he is just a freaking monster <laughs> yeah he's, he's just so smart um he knows you can ask him anything about the game like striking against the cage on the ground it's like he just knows the answer like that. You know, some people got to think like, hmm, okay, wait, let me. No, he just, you ask him a question, it just rolls off the tongue and everything's so smooth. Mm-hmm. And same with my professor, my professor Chris, my jiu-jitsu instructor, man. He's just, he's a beast, dude. He's just, he's just he, he knows everything on the ground. You yeah. Me the same, same concept, you ask him anything on the ground, he knows. And he's, and he is one of the smartest guys, like, like legit. My yeah. IQ, <laughs> like, yeah. IQ smartest guys I've ever met, man. You ask him a question about anything, dude, like why the grass is green, I swear he'll tell you why the chemicals, whatever yeah. it is, <laughs> that, makes it, that makes it green. Yeah. And so just, you know, he's really, and he's a really good, um, like a bodybuilder too, so he's really good at knowing what workouts to hit that work for certain, you know, if you want to, you know, make your sidekick better or, you know, your jiu-jitsu a certain things better, he, he knows the workouts that are get you stronger and not just not just put on like mass right like get you denser and get you strong and what you need as an mma fighter that's what's up i'm about to get a little personal with you mm-hmm. so uh, i always find it interesting how athletes juggle relationships so with you being so dedicated to your craft mm-hmm. how has that affected your love life um it's you know it's it's one okay one how does your dedication to your craft affected your love life one and two how does the fact that you're a young athlete with his shirt off wearing almost no clothes (laughs) fit obviously girls are attracted to that how does all that affect your love life uh, yeah, that, you kind of positively the, or yeah, negatively. You kind of <laughs> hit the nail on the coffin, man. Yeah. I, saw, I was in a relationship for a long time, actually, mm-hmm. for about a, a year and a half. Yeah. And um, it definitely was. Obviously, she didn't like me posting those pictures. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had I had a few talks with her. I was like, look, like, you want to ride with me or not? You know, like this is what I want to do. Yeah. And, you know, um, and I'm being faithful to you. Mm-hmm. You know, we hang out every day. I, I liked having a relationship, being in a relationship yep. when I was training because it kept me grounded. Like mm-hmm. I said. I used to be kind of a wild boy, and you know, when, when I'm um, when I'm single, like my friends throwing a party. Hey, bro, it's a pool party, bro. We got girls. We got well, I'm there. Like, you What's know, up? I'm like, it's, I'm like, hey, hey. You know, but if I got a girl, yeah, it's like you know what? I'm good. You know, I, I, honestly, I'd rather just kick it with her. Watch, right. Watch movies, chill. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's keeping me out of the you know that life. Second of all, you know, I like having good company, and you can, con- you know, you can confide in, and uh, when you're in a relationship, uh, like a legit relationship, you can confide in, in your woman more than you can with your friends sometimes. Even your for family, sure, for sure. You know? So yeah. it's nice having that. Um, so, like I said, but there's pros and cons to everything, because then, the, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, then, but when you're fighting, when you're fighting in your relationship, man, that shit's a headache, dog. It's like, God, <laughs> man, I don't have time for this. I got to go yeah, train. Yeah, supposed to be focused. <laughs> I focus, and you're, you're yeah. getting me off my track. So, you know, there's pros and cons, definitely pros and cons. Um, um, you know, they, it, it helps. 
here and there it's it's a little of a headache and there you just got to find that person honestly you just got to find that person that's willing to work with you, you know yeah what i'm saying if you're if you're with someone that's you know super naggy that wants uh, you know attention 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 and they're upset when you go train mm-hmm. they're upset when you have to go over here and uh, you know they're upset when you gotta do this and they don't ride with you well that's not gonna be the one for you, you right know? but if you find someone that is willing to you know, stick by your side. They're willing to, you know, they know they can't see you today because you got trained or they know you're not feeling too hot or they know that, hey, like, it, maybe they want to go out. Maybe they mm-hmm. want to go out and party, you know, right. like, and like, look, I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I'm chilling tonight. You know, right. you want to go do your thing, that's fine. Just, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you respect me, you know, or is so, yeah. you know, relationships are complicated. Um, then, yeah, I definitely, you know, posting my shirts off, you know, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's causes problems here and there. Yeah. But always, I think that what people like uh, you and me is that you have to, one, try to find somebody who is equally ambitious. Absolutely. That'll work. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or find somebody who brings you some balance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, after all, yeah. you know, long hours of working out and training, which is not only physically draining, it's mentally draining. Also, you don't want to come home, you know, to arguing or, you know, nagging. Like, yeah. just have to find a woman who brings you some balance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Period. Balance, people. <laughs> balance. That's, that's a key word right there. Yeah. That's my favorite word in the dictionary. <laughs> but another interesting thing ab- about your sport is that it's just you. Yeah. Like, unlike football or soccer or basketball, baseball, it's you out there on an island. Mm-hmm. You, you you know, if you slip up, then you don't have anybody to help you up, mm-hmm. per se. You don't have – it's – you, how is that? How is that feeling? Because I don't think I've ever played a sport where I had all the responsibility just on me. Because I never played golf, tennis, yeah. you know. So how is how is that? How does that? Obviously, it differs. But can you go into detail about the difference? Yeah. Um. So I will say a few things. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, since it is just you in that cage. Right. When you win, man. I mean, fighting in general, it's nothing like winning a fight versus winning. A football game versus winning a tennis game. Like when you win a fight, like you, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. like modern day gladiator. Yeah, that <laughs> feeling, that rush is on. I can't even explain it. Like, right. you know, one, I'll never forget the, my uh, first win. I literally just screamed at the top of my lungs. I looked up and I was like roaring like a lion. That <laughs> was like the best feeling I've ever felt in my life. I remember I was jumping around. I, I came to my coach. I was still like super hyped up. And then my coach looks at me and smiles. He's like, "It feels good, doesn't it?" I'm right. like, "Oh yeah, it does." Like, it, was, <laughs> it was it was crazy. But, um, you know, it's, it's a real good feeling, but uh, a lot of people forget, yeah, it's you in that cage. Um, it's one-on-one. The feeling's great when you win. Mm-hmm. It sucks when you lose. But you got to realize, I wouldn't be the man, the fighter I am in that cage without my team, without my right. coaches. You know what I'm saying? Because without them, I, I'm, I'm fighting every day. Just right now, I just got back from class. Mm-hmm. I was fighting. You know, I yeah. was training. I was going. Those are live rounds. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? If I don't have someone beating me up, you know, and letting me beat them up. Right. You need, you need three type of training partners. Mm-hmm. You need someone that's be- you're better than, mm-hmm. so you can work on your stuff. Right. You need someone that's your equal, so you can battle, go back, you know, head to head with. You need someone mm-hmm. better than you, that they can beat you up, and you can get put in uncomfortable positions. Okay. So when you have a team like that, which I do, mm-hmm. um, you know, that goes into the fighter I am in right. the cage. So, you know, you, you can't forget that. So it's like you go into it alone, but you go into it. Technically, you go into it alone, but you're also bringing everybody yeah, that helped you. Mm-hmm. And even the guys, and even the guys I don't train with, right? Yeah. So let's say I don't necessarily train with these guys over here. Let's say I only train with these guys over here. 
Mm-hmm. Well, the guys I'm training with are training with people that I don't train with. So even if I don't necessarily train with you, if you're at the gym, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you're helping someone that's helping me. So it's all connected. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you know, you're growing as a team. So again, yeah, you're stepping in that cage alone, but it's definitely a team sport mm-hmm. because if I just had my coach and he was just telling me to punch the bags all day, every day, that's it. I'm only working on a bag. I don't have an actual person to spar. Right. If I don't have an actual person to wrestle, I'm not going to get better. Mm-hmm. I need that live, real, you know, the closest thing to the real life thing. And that's through training and wrestling. And so, like I said, you know, it is it is very singular. And, and the feeling is great because it is all on you. Like in a football game, if someone drops a pass, you know, like, oh, that's, that could lose the game. Right. It, it, when you're in that cage, it is all on you. Like you have to make sure that you're tight. You have to make sure you're landing the punches. You're, you know, getting the takedowns. You're stopping the takedowns. That's all on you. But you can't forget that that wouldn't have happened without your team. Right. Do you have a spiritual practice? And I'm not saying like you know overly religious or mm-hmm. anything. The reason I ask this is because I feel like sport, everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. And when we think about sports, we really don't think of it in in those terms. But I always feel like if you step back from just um, looking at the sport as a sport, and you start to realize like a lot of other things that's going on that's mm-hmm. like above you a little bit, and you, I think it just makes you a better athlete. So, like, my brother, um, he plays football, and I try to get him to read, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, just to get his mind in a different space. So what is your um, spiritual practice or do you, like, or anything that you do to, like, get in a zen mode to be focused? It doesn't have to be, like, you know, church or anything. Just, you know. Yeah, what do I do to kind of get there? Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, bro, I kind of (laughs) – kind of just talk to myself bro okay i kind of just like bro I, I look and at that I, just, I said at the beginning of this podcast that people that do mma and ufc are crazy <laughs> and you just confirmed what i said anyway go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> right? I just, hey dude sometimes i'm telling you bro like yeah. i just uh look at the man in the mirror dude mm-hmm. and uh meditation I, I meditate a lot and i talk to myself and i psych myself up mm-hmm. i tell myself how hard i've been training i talk to myself you know like there's no way this guy's running as hard as I'm running, running as much as I'm running, right. training as hard as I'm training, hours I'm putting in. Yeah. No way his training partner is as good as my training partners, you know. Sometimes I look at my, I look at myself in, in the mirror, but I really like look into my pupil. <laughs> you know? Man, you the, you go that deep. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, hey, boy, you gonna be gonna do this or what? Yeah. Um, you know, so that's I like to talk to myself and kind of just meditate. I guess you could say to mm-hmm. um, close my eyes, relax, stretch, work, mm-hmm. focus on my breathing. Focus on my heart rate. That's a big thing. Even like when I'm not in the cage, right. it's like when I'm sitting down, like literally just breathing, just crisscross half a sauce type of deal. Yeah. And focus on my heart rate, right? Um, and then yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely pray and you know ask the Lord, you know, watch over me, keep me safe, mm-hmm. and you know, just make me, um, you know, give me the the uh, my my abilities. Let me showcase them, you know, because I just want to be able to show what I have. So I just you know I ask for that and ask. You know, keep me safe and let me showcase what I've got. And like I said, just stay mentally strong, man. If, if you can, if you're mentally strong, you can go a long, long way. If you're mentally weak and anything in life, you know, For work, sure. school, anything, anything, man, mm-hmm. like just anything. You know, it's hot out, hot outside. You know, if you don't think about it, it's hot outside. Well, it might be hot, but you know what? Think about the water you're about to drink or think about something and the time will pass you in 30 seconds. But if you're yep. just thinking, Oh my God, the sun is so hot. Oh my God. The sun, that's those 30 seconds are, you know, or however long you're out in the sun is going to suck. But if you can mentally change your mindset to think about something else or to think of 
it's gone. You are what you think. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm a real big believer in, on mindset, you know. For sure. And, and, you know, you are what you believe. You, you know, you put good energy out there and a good energy will come back. And, mm-hmm. you know. That is Newton's third law of motion. Yeah, right. That is. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so what is your end goal? What is the what is the thing that you will accomplish, and when you accomplish it, you'll be like, "I did it. I made it. I'm here." Um, so I have, have a lot of goals. Okay. Um, short term, medium term, long term, right? Um, short term, one mm-hmm. of them I've written down, like in my little book, um, is just to become a professional athlete. Um, that's definitely short term, which mm-hmm. will happen. It's gonna happen, hundred percent. Right. Um, I've just always my dad was professional. You know, and ever since I wrote that paper, I told me that, hey, I want to be a professional athlete. Like, I just want to tell my kids that, like, hey, your dad was a professional. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Because when I was a kid, a lot, I, a lot of times I didn't think it was, like, I just saw all these football players and how big and fast and strong they were, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that it was possible to be a professional athlete. Right. So I want to tell my kids, hey, it is 100% possible to be a professional athlete. Your right. dad did it. You can do it. Mm-hmm. So small-term goal sign that professional contract and say that I was a professional athlete. That's going to be one of the coolest things to happen. Right. Um, next term goal is to fight for, not just be a professional, um, to fight for a big company, you know, UFC, Bellator, mm-hmm. 1FC. You know, these are big name promotions. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So getting a contract from them, um, I, I'm going to, the day I sign a contract for them, I'm going to, dude, I'm going to freaking freak. Dude. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture, take some videos. Like, yeah. this is going, I'm never losing. You know, this is like mm-hmm. the day. Um, so that's another uh, small uh, uh, sh- not a shorter term goal, but kind of like a medium term goal. Yeah. Another, I, I would say hopefully like another year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the you know once like end goal like I freaking made it. You know is you know be UFC champion, dude. You know be top ten UFC champion, fighting for two hundred fifty, five hundred thousand dollars a fight. You know yeah. what I'm saying have my name out there, have my own company. Mm-hmm. You know my you can see my shirt here, my own little logo I, I drew up. Sell some T-shirts, you know. If I wanted to start an energy drink or a, you know a pre-workout, mm-hmm. you know, tie my name to something and my name be, you know, maybe my social media have grown so much um, that you know whatever I want to drop is, you know, people are wanting to buy that because uh, they're fans of me right. through you know the way I carry myself, mm-hmm. the way I showcase myself, as well as you know my fighting. You know, my fighting is 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 so good. My fighting, you know, they like the way I fight, my fight style. You know, I've got a good career, and you know, so that would be obviously the end goal. Right. You know, and obviously if that if that I make enough money doing that, but still even though if you make enough money you still gotta put your money somewhere, I wanna open up my own gym. Okay. So, you know, that's another goal of mine. That that, that will happen hundred percent. Do you feel any pressure to have like a a person not that you don't have a personality, I'm talking about like an over the top personality like McGregor because you know a lot of these big fighters have this like over, mm-hmm. you know, the top personality. Do you feel any like maybe I need to, you know change up a little bit? Yeah. Uh, no, I think I have a kind of a pretty like I wouldn't say I have a, a chill personality. You know what I'm saying? There's some guys that are just real chill. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm definitely more than just chill. No, you are. I feel like, you know, I'm not. I'm kind of loud, but I'm not too loud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? I can be anyone. That's the one thing that I've that's taken me really far in life. Mm-hmm. Is my, my, I'll never forget. My dad told me one of his life lessons I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. He said, Gabby, you need to be friends. And I, it was in junior high and high school. He told me this 10 times. He said, Gabby, you need to be friends with everybody. Yeah. You need to be friends with the smart guy. You need to be friends with the jock. You need to be friends with the smart girl. You need to be friends with the pretty girl. Mm-hmm. You need to be friends with, you know, you know, the, 
everybody. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, and that'll take you super far in life. He's like, you never know if the, the you know the nerdy guy is gonna be your boss one day. Never you know. know. What I'm saying, you never know. And mm-hmm. you just gotta be friends with everyone. And I've always been really cool, so I can. And it's, honestly, I can walk up. I I can walk up to anybody and hey, how you doing? And and I'm never. There's some people where you, you try and like talk to them, say hey, what's up, and they kind of give you the cold shoulder, like what's up. Yeah. If someone comes up and talks to me, I'm always like, hey, what's up, man? Like always. Why, why you wanna like what's going on? Yeah. You know, like what do you wanna what do you wanna know? I guess mm-hmm. you know, like what you're coming up to me, I'm gonna be cool to you. I'm not gonna be like, uh, who are you? Right. You know, so that's the kind of person I am, and I feel like that's gonna that's a good persona to have. I'm mm-hmm. very cool, and like I said, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a I'm, I'm not gonna back down either. So if someone wants to get a little crunk with me, I'm down to get a little. Crunk <laughs> <back>. <laughs> so right. yeah, we can we can make it happen. So. Yeah. I'm not really worried about my personality. I think I got a good personality. I think I'm a pretty cool cat. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, I'll make it work. For sure. You're my friend, so yeah, you have to be. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, so lastly, somebody's out there, a kid, a young kid is out there, you know, don't know what well, they know what they want to do, mm-hmm. right? But they're scared to do it. Mm-hmm. And so they might be in college like you were and like I were was. And what is your advice to them? to make that leap of faith um you just gotta do it man mm-hmm. you just gotta you gotta boss up and do it um period <laughs> boss up and do it it's like uh, you know when you're a kid on the uh, on the diving board man first time you're jumping into that water it's scary mm-hmm. you know you're freaking out you're like oh my gosh am i gonna drown if i jump in there but then once you do it the first time oh maybe, maybe it was scary but guess what now you're a little more confident to do it again right and you're a little more confident to do it again and do it again but if you never make that jump you never make that leap well, then it's it's never going to happen. So, you know, if you want to write a book, you want to start your own company, you want to do a podcast or a YouTube blog, mm-hmm. well, guess what? Get up and do it. It's not going to happen overnight. Sure. You're not going to get 100 subscribers or 1,000, whatever million subscribers in a night. Maybe not a year. You know, maybe not two years. Yeah. But the, every day you put in effort, every day you put in energy is another day, you know, you move forward, another percent, you know, you know, a, a percent a day. You know, you get one follower a day. Well, guess what? In 100 days, you got 100 followers. Yeah. Or whatever, and everything in life is usually exponential. You mm-hmm. know? So it kind of starts off with a small little curve, then you get there, it shoots off. Mm-hmm. So you know, advice that I've taken into consideration, what I've done, and what I see a lot of, su- of my successful friends that are starting their own businesses, their own companies, you know, is just go out and do the damn thing. You know, you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta try. Yep. And like I said, if you fail, don't be discouraged because everyone fails. You know, everyone loses, and everything doesn't work out. And they, I forgot, the, I don't know the exact quote, the exact saying. It's something about a, a business like like 50, 60, whatever, 70% of the first business you start doesn't work out, mm-hmm. but then like 70% of the second one does. You know what I mean? So you just got to – whatever. I kind of threw those numbers out there. Yeah. But, um, you know, you just got to try and keep keep practicing. The first one might not work. The second one might not work. But guess what? You know, if you keep throwing out that fishing reel, you keep throwing out that line, something's going to bite. Right. Something's going to bite. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. There you go. Thank okay. you, man. Of course, brother. I appreciate it. Of course, man. It's been Coming great, on. man. <laughs> yeah, it's been great talking to you, dude. It's For sure. crazy how we uh, linked up again, dude. Yeah, you on know? a cruise of all places, people. Cruise, this is my junior high quarterback right here. You know. Slingshots. Go ahead, bra- <laughs> go ahead, brag on me a little bit. You <laughs> you know? Know, boy, I had a cannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we went to high school and what? We didn't talk a few years and boom. Yeah, then, then boom, cruise, cruise reconnected. It's crazy because I've had a couple of – It's we have a lot of people that's doing a lot of great things that, mm-hmm. you know, we went to school with. And it's, yeah. I had a couple of them, like probably three or four people we went to school with on the podcast, and yeah. everybody's like, yeah, flourishing. Yeah, yeah, you know, working hard. You know, as long as you, you know, like I said, you have that mindset. You, you're working hard, pursuing something. 
you know, only good things will come. For sure. So tell the people where they, where your next fight will be, how they can get tickets, yes. how they can buy your merch, how yes. they can support, yes. how they can find you on social media, and all that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so next fight, August 23rd, it'll be at the Humble Civic Center, about 15, 20 minutes north of downtown. Um, I'll have shirts, tickets on sale at my gym at Gracie Bar Arcadia. You can also just get in contact with me. Uh, my Twitter and Instagram handle is the same. It's G Echeverry MMA. Echeverry E C H A V A R R Y. So go ahead and uh, add me. If you guys are interested, I'll have a link on there for some ticket sales as well as my shirt sales. You want to DM me, message me. Obviously, we can uh, we can meet up and, and get you uh, get you that if you guys want it. So. August 23rd. Make sure you're there. Let's get it. <laughs> Once again, thank you, Gabby. Yep. And thank you guys for listening. That is it for the 39th episode of the All That Podcast. Yay. <laughs>